Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code STAPLE20. So we're here at Marshall's with Liz for some holiday shopping. She's really nailing it this year, isn't she? Oh, yep. She's got a record player for Amy. A gorgeous cozy sweater for Jason. And some hot pink fluffy slippers for her sister. The perfect gift. Wait a sec. <gasps> She's getting a pair for herself. Well, with prices this good, it would be rude not to. You know what? She totally deserves it. Oh, totally. Happy holidays, everyone. See you at Marshall's. Fabulous brands. Feel good prices at Marshall's. Hey, this is Linda Cohn from ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. ML Sports Platter, a part of the Brawl Network. Hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports and at Network Brawl on Twitter. And of course, Mike L Sports 1979 on Instagram. We are presented by Liverpool Physical Therapy, Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare. And our good friends at Stanley Law Offices, together, they'll work to get you the maximum award. Visit them online at stanleylawoffices.com. That's stanleylawoffices.com. It is a delight to bring on to the podcast show a guy who is covering the Cleveland Browns and the AFC North for um, Browns Life. You can get him on uh, online at rod-bloom.medium.com. He is the host of the Browns Blitz, uh, and make sure you download and subscribe to that podcast all over the major platforms as well. It's a weekly Browns podcast, um, and uh, he crushes it and uh, knows the inside and outside uh, of the team. We're going to talk some Baker. We're going to talk future, the year that they just had. We're going to go around the NFL a little bit, the draft coming up as well with Rod Bloom on Twitter at CLE. Rod B. That's Rod Bloom on Twitter at CLE Rod B. Rod, welcome in, bud. I'm doing great, Mike. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no doubt about it. How would you grade, assess the 2020 season for the Cleveland Browns? Uh, you know what? I have to give it an A. It was it was incredible. You know, I think uh, with with a new head coach. Uh, you know some talented players, but uh, but with with everything we've been through in Cleveland and all the losing, we've had some expectations in recent years. But seeing the Browns make the playoffs, uh, win double digit games, and actually actually win a playoff game and go into the second tier, you know, second level of the playoffs, uh, second round. Uh, it was it was incredible. Uh, sure, you know they they had a shot in that Chiefs game. Oh, yeah. You know people say you know well that you know they could have done things differently. Their defense lost that game. Everything, okay, whatever. You know what, man, that game was great experience for them. Uh, we got a coach who won you know coach of the year. Um, man, it, it was a great great season for the Browns. A great uh, building block. Where do you sit now on Baker Mayfield? I mean, is he officially the guy? We've seen, you know, a Stefanski come in, uh, a, an offense that's much more, I think, conducive to Baker and his style, putting him in better spots. He's got a power running game. 
He's got weapons. The O-line's gotten better here week to week uh, it, it, for the full duration of a season where we've seen Baker really improve. And I think Baker, to his credit, as you know, Rod, quarterback in the NFL, I mean, it's not as simple as just the quarterback doing everything under his power. Uh, there's so many other things around him that can hinder the development, hinder the production uh, year to year in terms of getting to a good, great, elite level. Baker has done really, really solid things on his end to improve as well. Where are you with Baker Mayfield moving forward? Is he the guy? Do you pay him the big money? What do you do with Baker? Uh, Baker is the guy. You know, Baker's really been the guy for me for for quite a while. I've, I've had a lot of confidence in him. Just, you know, I think really just seeing what I saw out of him in his rookie season, I knew he had the ability but I think you, you know, you guys have seen, seen some of the same stuff out of Josh Allen. It takes time for a guy to to develop, and then you know, in Cleveland, when you have when you have uh, four or five different offensive coordinators and quarterback coaches and head coaches, it's impossible. What do you expect? Right. Yeah. You know, it, things finally started to come together for him, and you know, and people were still questioning him beginning of last season, and then. Uh, probably over the last uh, what six or eight games, he was one of the. I, I don't know exactly where he ranked, but he, I mean, he was a top ten QB over the last I think six or eight games. So you know, he may not always be top ten, but yeah, I mean, being top ten in the NFL, it, it's not easy. There's no so, question. There's no doubt yeah. about that. What does what does the future look like for Odell Beckham Jr. Rod? Um, he's he's rehabbing real hard. Uh, he, you know he looks good. I don't know. If, you know, I don't know. If people in uh, Buffalo saw him running on the treadmill, but it looks like he can run to me. We'll see if he can cut. So I don't know what the immediate future is for him this season because that ACL injury is a tough injury to come back from right away. But I mean, he's kind of on target to maybe play some this season. Uh, as far as the future, I, I know what you're really getting at is is he going to be in Cleveland? Right. Um, I think with the injury, I think it's hard to part ways with him this season. But the Browns, as you know, have a lot of money tied up in Odell and Jarvis. So I I think at some point the Browns probably will part ways with one of those guys. And I I think that Jarvis is a lot more important to the team right now. Uh, But we'll see. You just you don't know how uh, you don't know how the front office sees things. And, but you really can't afford to pay two wide receivers when you got uh, when you've got uh, extensions coming up for uh, you know for guys like Baker, uh, uh, Denzel Ward, and then you got the issue of Nick Chubb too, and what you're going to do with him. So I I think uh, I think OBJ is going to be here this season. I think there will be a big question as to uh, you know I'm sure they hope he's going to play some this season. So he's healthy, and I would think the Browns would probably be looking to move him next, you know, after the season. Rod Bloom, our guest on the ML Sports Platter. He is the host of the Browns Blitz. Make sure you download and subscribe to that podcast where podcasts are found in your smartphone device. Browns Life Writer, and of course, at CLE Rod B on Twitter. Make sure you go give him a follow. How about the free agency scene so far for Cleveland? Likes, dislikes, anything in between? Uh, I, I love what Andrew Barry's done. Uh, Browns have gotten 
tremendous grades, or, or Andrew Barry's got tremendous grades for his moves. The the John Johnson uh, signing was is uh, lauded as probably the top signing, um, you know, in free agency. You know, it's not just about which guys you sign; it's about the contracts too. And you know, the Browns have uh, kind of stuck to their guns and not overpaid guys. So you got John Johnson and, and, and Troy Hill that brought brought both of these guys in on uh, you know pretty decent deals. Um, you know they're paying John Johnson a lot of money, but but man, it's really a position in need. The Browns secondary was really uh, outside of Denzel Ward was really uh, the weakness of the team last year. You know partly due to injuries and that, but um, but they really needed to, to you know to uh, to upgrade there, and they've done that with with these two guys. Um, other than that, you know, some of these signings, we'll just, we'll see. Um, they're kind of low-risk signings. Uh, Tack McKinley's, you know, one-year deal. Malik Jackson, one-year deal. Anthony Walker, one-year deal. Um, the same for bringing Richard Higgins back, uh, Malcolm Smith. Um, Cody Perkey, they'll, I think they're going to bring in uh, uh, somebody to compete with him. He's, he doesn't have much guaranteed money on his contract. And they're also bringing uh, JoJo Natson back coming off an injury. So um, just very, very smart deals. They really have not increased their payroll much at all. So they've still got room to do some other things. They've still got some players they could probably restructure if they wanted to sign somebody else. And they've kind of made it to where uh, they can they can go into, into the draft um, almost – looking at taking, you know, the best player that's there versus having a specific need. They're pretty close to that. So one thing that I think Cleveland has going for it is the core, the core players. And a lot of times contenders, consistent contenders, sustainability in the NFL is so difficult to get to that level Winning is hard. Keeping up there is harder, right? And so, but if you look back at teams and success and dynasties and all the other sort of thing, and I don't know what this group is going to do. I don't know if they're going to go, all go to the Hall of Fame. Some will. None will. If this team will win a Super Bowl, who knows? But the core seems to be built, right? You've got Baker Mayfield at quarterback, 25 years old. Nick Chubb at running back, 25 years old. Kareem Hunt running back, 25 years old. They're a two-headed monster. I like Chubb a little bit better. I think he's a little bit more durable. Uh, And I loved him in college at Georgia. I really did. And I don't know what the hell they do at Georgia, but my God, the running backs there. Uh, Yeah, the wide receiver scene looks pretty good. Jarvis Landry is still only 28 if they want to keep him around for a while. They've got some young guys in terms of uh, building the depth there. They have a major, major, major defensive pass rusher in Miles Garrett. I mean, a core could-be generational guy 25 years old. You mentioned Denzel Ward, uh, another one, a corner, 23 years old. How promising do Browns fans feel because they have that group and then build around that, right? Like, I kind of look at the Bills the same way. You know, Allen, Diggs, um, you've got Deion Dawkins on the left side, Trey White, Matt Milano, you know, a core of guys. How important is it to the Brown fan base to you covering this team, that they have that group of four or five guys who can really be the, the nuts and bolts here of this team? Well, it, it, it's interesting because 
Browns fans, um, you know, a lot of Browns fans weren't around last time the Browns were were good, you know, back in the 1980s. So it's a whole new generation. Um, they're not used to having guys stick around. You know, most, you know, most of uh, the better Browns players over the past, you know, 20 plus years since the Browns have been back, um, you know, the, the uh, reincarnation of the Browns. Browns players got good. They they pretty much left. You know they they haven't taken a lot of guys into their into their second contract. Um, they're it's just been continuous rebuilds over and over and over. So uh, it, we've pretty much been rooting for the uniform for about twenty years. So um, so it's it's different to see a core come together, and I think it's something the fans are starting to come to come to terms with and trying to understand that that you have certain guys are going to stick around and, you know, and you're going to have that, that's uh, whatever, you know, 20, 30% of the roster that's going to turn over every season. Uh, and, and that that's how you build a winning team. So I think, I think a lot of the younger fans are, are going to catch on to this. Uh, there's, there's still some people that, that might be kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop, you know, the old Cleveland fans, um, but you know, I, I I like where things are, and, and I think you're exactly right. Um, we have the right front office in to be able to figure out how to keep those core guys. Uh, they've done a great job. You know, I think they extended Miles at the right time. Um, I think they'll do the same thing with with Denzel Ward. I just have a feeling that that they'll figure out a way to keep Nick Chubb as well. Um, you know, there's a big debate about can you win with a running back, or, you know, with signing a big running back or not. A lot of people think you can't, but if anybody can figure it out, I think it's Andrew Barry. A couple more quick ones on the Brown side of things in the AFC North and, and, and NFL uh, talk here with Rod Bloom. Get him on Twitter at CLERodB. And, of course, the host of the Browns Blitz on major podcast platforms as well. What's your state of the union on this division, man? I mean, you talk about the Steelers are going to run it back with Big Ben, right? They bring back Juju. I, I do not agree with either of those moves, by the way. Um, but that helps Cleveland, I think. You've got Baltimore right there uh, contending. You know, the Bengals hoping to get Burrow back. They have a good nucleus there. I tell you what, if the Steelers can kind of figure out a little bit here post-Big Ben and all the rest, the AFC North seems like it never lets up, Rod. You're right. You're right. Uh, yeah, I mean the Ravens. You know, as long as uh, Lamar stays health stays healthy and keeps uh, playing the way he's been playing, they're they're always going to be dangerous. Uh, they just, you know, they they have an uncanny way of keeping that roster very very strong. So so Baltimore is always going to be right there. Pittsburgh in Cleveland, we have a way of underrating or uh, underestimating Pittsburgh kind of every season, thinking, well, you know, they lost these three guys and four guys, and, you know, they only added this guy, and, you know, they might not be that good, but somehow or other, Pittsburgh always figures out a way to be right there. So I'm not going to make the mistake this season, you know, just like I didn't make it last season, of thinking that, that Pittsburgh is not going to be a factor. So... You know, especially with Big Ben still playing, he you know he didn't look great at the end of last season, but you know let's see how he does this year. Um, Pittsburgh, you know, 
if Pittsburgh loses Ben, then they're going to have the issue of finding a quarterback, but we'll see what happens. You know, as far as the Bengals go, uh, don't really know how Joe Burrow's doing on his recovery. That, that was a major injury. I don't know if he'll be back beginning of the season partway through or, or whatnot, but, man, they really have something in Joe Burrow. He's, I think he's really going to be – yeah, he's really going to be something. So uh, if they can build properly around him, the Bengals, the Bengals really have a shot to, to be very competitive in the division as well. Uh, any other kind of NFL, I'll have you kind of plug your, your stuff to, to close after this and uh, you know give my listeners kind of an idea of, of anywhere else that uh, they can find you and uh, certainly how you started with it and, and going back as a football fan for years. But uh, NFL offseason, free agency draft, uh, getting you know the cap was down 15 million, you know, because of Corona. Uh, just just give me some takeaways here on the offseason. Got you know new faces in new places. We got Carson Wentz in in, in Indy. We got quarterbacks on the move. Goff and Stafford traded for one another. Uh, the draft is going to be wild. Probably four of the first six picks maybe are qu- uh, quarterbacks again. Uh, no surprise there. How about just the off season kind of bundling those things together? What do you you know? What are your eyes on? What have they been on? Man, it's you know everybody better have their scorecard ready <laughs> to try to figure out where everybody's playing next season. Uh, it's been kind of hard to keep up with with all the moves. It really has. You know, I think uh, yeah. I mean, Stafford with the Rams is really going to be interesting. Um, you know, I always always uh, always appreciated his work. Uh, so, so we'll, you know, we'll see with that offense around him uh, and the Rams defense, you know, I think they have, they have a shot to really make some noise, uh, you know, out in LA, uh, the Rams, it, you know, as far as the, the draft and uh, this draft is, is loaded at so many positions. And, uh, you know, I know the bills picked down a ways, uh, with the Browns picking at 26, you know, it's kind of curious. I'm kind of curious as to how things are going to break and where the runs are going to be, uh, seen a lot of different a lot of different scenarios a lot of different guys going to the browns at 26 um the quarterbacks are are really interesting people really don't even agree on who the second quarterback off the board is going to be uh, you know so uh so um not not real sure uh how all that's going to break down fortunately we've got like another month to to work on this draft and kind of kind of get our ideas together uh, you know, I've seen four or five different guys going to the Browns at 26 and mocks. Um, any of them are possible. And, uh, you know, it, as far as as far as my work, you know, I pretty much uh, work on on the, uh, the podcast weekly. So I, li- I like to have people on from uh, from Twitter primarily. But I have some I have some other, uh, you know, bigger name people on occasionally. But um, I like to give give fans a chance to come on and talk. And just kind of break stuff down. We're going through draft and, and free agency right now. Yeah, uh, I, I write occasionally and put put uh, tweets out with links. But uh, you know, I, I started writing for some websites and uh, uh, moved up to you know VP and and uh, was uh, you know head of head of writing and so forth. But I've I've kind of drifted away from that a little bit and just kind of doing my own thing right now. So. How long do you go? We'll just wrap on this. How how long, you know, have you been? Did you start as a Browns fan? You know, way back when, and we all start as fans at some point. Um, did, are you a longtime Browns fan, NFL fan? Is that kind of how the? How, yeah. How the, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I started uh, started 
Donald and the Browns uh, in, I, I would say, 1979. Okay, that's, that's the year I was born. Know. Yeah, yeah, so I'm, old, I'm older than you, Mike. Yeah, by a little bit, not as much as you think. <laughs> I, I, I'm not a spring chicken anymore either here, pal, but man, it's, yeah. it's just yeah. been a rough... I mean, the Browns, I've, I've always had a soft spot for Cleveland, man. I really have. I mean, being a Bills and Sabres guy, I don't even need to... I, that's all I need to say. Um, but the Browns oh, and the Woes and... 1948 with with the Indians and I mean LeBron got the title of course and that's nice but man all the other heartbreak and then the team moving and back and I, I've always had a little bit of a soft spot for Cleveland sports I've, I've gone to so many games in that market as well and and I gotta tell you it's wild because you were mentioned in the Browns and the Chiefs game and, and my wife has become a, 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 a just a psycho Bills fan as well and she was like man you know I, I'd, I'd love for the Bills to host against Cleveland but Ah man, I don't I don't want to lose to I don't want to lose to Landry, if, you know, from the history that he had with uh you know with Aaron Williams and all that and and losing to Cleveland. Yes. Like do we want to lose to Cleveland and I'm thinking, well, you know, you're hosting the playoff game, you know, I I'd, I'd rather host against Cleveland and I I could see her point and you want to go down swinging maybe to the defending champions, but then I still had that little soft spot for Cleveland, man, cuz it's the heartbreak uh, the heartbreak is real, man. It's real. Yeah. And that's kind of where I was because you know, I think we're kind of kindred, kindred spirits because, uh, you know, I I, uh, I interact with quite a few Bills fans. And I think Browns and Bills fans, we kind of um, we're kind of in the same boat. You know, we're pretty close to, uh, in proximity and, and we've been through kind of similar things. But, um, you know, last last fall, I was I was rooting for the Bills in, the, in their playoff games. And somebody said, well, you know, if. if you know, if if the Bills win, I think I think that put the Browns up against the Chiefs, and I'm like, well, you know what? Hey, so be it. Yeah, yeah. We're probably gonna have to beat the Chiefs sooner or later, anyways, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Everybody so, is gonna have to, yeah. But yeah, <clears throat> I gotta root, I gotta root for the Bills. I can't, you know, I, I'm not gonna root against them. So, <laughs> well, he hosts the Browns Blitz all over the major platforms. Download and subscribe to that podcast on Twitter at Clee Rod B. That's at C L E Rod B. Rod Bloom uh, here on the ML Sports Platter talking some Browns, AFC North, and NFL uh, in general. Rod, this was fantastic. Thanks for a few minutes. And uh, well, baseball season's coming up, and it's sad days in Cleveland. I just talked about all that heartbreak, man. Francisco Lindor, the Indians crying poverty and shipping him to the Mets. I was pissed when I when I saw that happen. He's one of my favorite players in the game. I'm a big Yankee guy, but I love Lindor. I love the game. And uh, that, that, that was sad, but hopefully Cleveland can hang in there. And thanks for coming on, man. Absolutely, yeah. That that was tough to see. We knew it was coming for like three three years too. Folks, it is March and college basketball. It's heating up. Thanks to our partnership with DraftKings, you can take your best shot at picking a matchup with one hundred to one odds. Now through tip off of the CBB national title game on April fifth of twenty twenty one. That's right, college basketball's national tilt. DraftKings will be offering one hundred to one odds on any matchup from the Sweet Sixteen through tip off of the national championship. Just go to DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. Head over to the Sportsbook Promos page, click Boost the Event, and you'll be on your way. Again, it's simple. 100 to 1 odds. Eligibility restrictions apply. Offer ends on April 5th of 2021 at tip-off of the National Championship game. DraftKings, get there, play, compete against your friends. It's a blast. And get 100 to 1 odds on any matchup from the Sweet 16 through tip-off of the National Championship. I get into all the time 
with people who love the NBA or they love the MMA, whatever, NASCAR, and, and, and I love the NHL, right? I don't pay attention to the MMA. I just don't like it. I think it's a bloodbath. I think it's ridiculous. We all have our own opinions. I don't like the way people train. I don't like the disgusting nature in which they do it, the the fasting and the puking and the, all this all this other making weights, all that stuff. Just not into it. I'm not into the sport. I'm not into the, the, the cannibalizing of it. I'm not into the uh, the chance that somebody could die in the ring. I'm not into, I, I'm just, uh, the blood and the garbage and the, I'm just not into it. I just, I'm just not. Um, and as far as the, you know, NASCAR goes, I respect it. I respect all of, you know, the sports I don't like or follow or talk about much on my platforms, but, um, you know, NASCAR and the speeds and the control and, and, and the, there is athleticism involved. Trust me when I tell you that, um, I just, I'm not into it. I'm just not into watching cars go in circles for hours. I respect it, not into it. I go back and forth a lot with people who love the NBA and don't watch the NHL, and I'm completely the opposite. I mean, I had the Devils-Flyers game on for a period and a half last night as I record this and was reading uh, the the Shoe Dog book out by Phil Knight, by, which, by the way, is just absolutely incredible. Um, you know, the story of founding Nike and his journey in Oregon and, and, and going to the Far East with an idea and, 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 oh, it's just, it's spectacular. Hanging out with a buddy before that and I believe Hawaii, you got to go pick it up and read it. It's so good. I'm like 40, 50 pages in and I can't put it down. Um, but I put the NHL on basically every night at some point. Uh, that'll change. It has changed recently with college basketball and, and the tournament being back, um, you know, college hoops nights with the tournament. I don't flip over to the hockey at all. Uh, kind of trying to focus in on things a little bit better lately uh, instead of having the ADHD problem with the with the controller. Um, I think, I think, where people miss the hockey part is is because they don't really understand the game. I understand the NBA. I just don't like it. Um, but the NBA, they, they've just... A few years back, I, I started to slowly get back into it. I was watching some regular season and a bunch of playoffs. I do like the Stars. I like Giannis. I like LeBron. I like Steph Curry. You know, I like Kawhi. I like these guys. But the NBA, like the league in general, has just become so filled with drama queens and, you know, the load management stuff and Kyrie Irving just deciding not to go to a road, you know, road trip. You've got the, the the players and the coaches fighting with one another. <clears throat> You've got just crazy stuff going on. And I'm just not I'm just not into it. I'm not into the drama. I'm not into, by the way, the style a, a, a lot of the style of play as well. I'm just not into guys taking plays off. I mean, hell, I just mentioned load management. I mean, there's multiple games and practices and all these other things. I understand you need to conserve your body and all that, but I mean, you know, did we see magic and bird and, and I hate to be the whole back in my day guy, but, but honestly, I mean, without the conditioning, I, I feel like with more training, more nutrition, more conditioning, more saunas, more state of the art facilities, more everything to help your body. I feel like guys play less with all that stuff. I mean, back in the day, and Michael Jordan might drink a six pack of Miller Lite after one game and come back two nights later and score thirty five, right? Like it, I just so I don't understand why these guys need to do it to this level. 
Once in a blue, okay, cool. You know what? You got the division wrapped up in 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 late March, and you're the Lakers. You want to take a a game off against a you know a last place team if you're LeBron. Okay, cool. But people still come out and pay again under normal circumstances. Pay to come out and see you, hoping that you're going to play, and then you just don't play. You at least come out and sign some autographs. I mean, do something like that, right? Like I just Magic and and Michael and Larry and Carl Malone and Reggie Miller and Stockton and Drexler and Wilkins and all those guys from the '90s, Sean Kemp, uh, all uh, Hakeem Olajuwon, Patrick Ewing, all those Barkley, all those players. I just don't remember ever, ever, ever those guys just being like, "Nah, I'm just gonna skip a road trip," like ever. Isaiah Thomas, ever. The coaches back then with the Phil Jacksons and the Chuck Daly's, and I just don't ever remember Rudy Timjanovic. I just don't remember Jerry Sloan like at any particular point. Guys just mailing it in completely. You know, and I feel like they're doing that all the time in today's day and age. Like Kevin Durant just figures out that he can just delay things when he wants to, right? These players, they they all dictate the league as well, right? I mean, they tell the commissioner what to do. I don't even know why Adam Silver even has a job. This isn't David Stern's NBA. And Adam Silver came in. I respect him. I like him. I think he's really smart. But his power has been dwindling for a while now. <clears throat> when he first came in, he you know he he made a bunch of decisions. You know he, he grabbed the bull by the horns with the coronavirus. He's done some other things that 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 you know have allowed the NBA to kind of be the leader for others to follow. But other than that, like the guy really doesn't have as much control in the league. I don't think as Gary Bettman does for the NHL. Rob Manfred is trying to ruin baseball, so we'll just leave him in the dumpster. Uh, but Roger Goodell with the NFL, I mean, I, I, I feel like as a commissioner, he just doesn't have a lot of say, a lot of power. Um, and, and these players, I mean, they can just develop a super team at any moment's notice. I mean, Kevin Durant couldn't beat him, so he joined him, goes and wins a title with the Warriors, and then he just divorces the Warriors, and now he's in Brooklyn. You know, in trying to find a, find find out if he can do it again with another super team, or quote unquote that that of a super team with Kyrie Irving, you know, a guy who just says, <clears throat> "Screw it, I'm not going on a road trip, or I'm not going to practice, or I'm not going to listen to the coach." Or I mean, did did that happen here and there in the old days? Yeah, I mean, as far as not listening to a coach or butting heads. But not to this degree. I mean, Phil Jackson, for crying out loud, brought in Dennis Rodman. <clears throat> after talking to Pippen, after talking to Jordan, after talking to all the other players on the Bulls, can he help us win titles? Yes, he can. They brought him in and dealt with all the drama, all the Carmen Electra stuff, all the trips to Vegas, all the drinking, all the gambling, all the, the, the tattoos and the earrings and the covers of magazines and the wedding and... Uh, dressing up as a bride, and all that stuff. They won. They gave the player freedom. They butted heads a little bit, of course. But, like, when it was ready to be game time, you know, Rodman got dragged out of that Vegas hotel by Jordan. Like, Rodman was ready to play. Rodman would go out and get 15, 20 rebounds. You know, Rodman changing his color, the color of his hair all the time. He was a rock star. He was a power guy. But Dennis Rodman, by no means ever, <clears throat> ran the Chicago Bulls, you know? Reinsdorf and Krauss and Phil Jackson, Michael Jordan, 
you know, there were plenty of figures who ran the Bulls ahead of him. LeBron runs the Lakers. LeBron and a couple other players run the NBA these days. And I just, the product, I just don't think is that good. I mean, I've tried to flip over. I'm like, oh, I'm really going to get into this. You know, if, if Steph Curry's on, let's say it's Warriors Bucks or it's Warriors Lakers or something. I'm, okay, here we go. Like, let's try to get it, get into it. A couple minutes, let's go. And then after two minutes, I'm like, <clears throat> man, I just can't do this. Like, I watched Curry hit a bomb three. And I'm like, okay, I'm kind of into it. Like, it's really great. And then he goes out of the game. And then they play half-ass defense. You can't hand check. You can't do a lot of different things. And guys take plays off, and I'm I'm just sitting here going, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Like I don't I don't need this, <laughs> you know. I just don't need it. So the game is just not. I just don't. I'm just not into the game. I'm not into the game, the style. I'm not into the to the way the players are. Uh, you know, on and off the court. <clears throat> the NBA's complete hypocrisy with China is a whole other story, obviously. I mean, they make no stink about, you know, basically a communist country. They've taken all the rights away from players or from, from citizens. Uh, but LeBron says nothing about it. Silver says nothing about it. The NBA says nothing about it because they need to sell Space Jam. And they need to sell their product to, you know, people to get subscriptions, NBA TV and online and streaming and all that sort of thing, right? They, they need to keep growing the game in the Far East. Well, meanwhile, you know, here we're talking about some of the inconsistent racism and the Black Lives Matter movement, which, again, Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter. Um, some of the different things, like the defense of Jacob Blake was absolutely asinine. Uh, we know what Jacob Blake was and is in that particular moment. I mean, a guy had multiple weapons. He had a restraining order. He shouldn't have been in front of the house. He resisted cops multiple times. Uh, hello, like he has multiple arrest warrants out for him. Why are NBA players defending Jacob Blake? Like, I just don't, I don't understand why you're defending him and then You know, at, at, at no, I mean, nowhere, 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 nowhere are you coming down on China, but then you're defending Jacob Blake, a guy who created, you know, this, this, this entire scene and the shooting and all the rest of it. Like, I just don't understand it. I mean, he was armed with a knife. He had probably another one in the drawer opening it if he was going to go and open it up. He failed to abide by the officers. He had three sons in the back seat. I mean, if black lives really mattered, why are his three black sons in the back seat and he has weapons and he's in front of a house he shouldn't be in front of? But of course, everybody takes their little snippets of video. They post it all over the place. The mainstream media goes nuts. And cops get a bad label because this guy, you know, this guy provoked and invoked all sorts of things, you know? I mean, he was invoked in protests in other cities as a part of the BLM movement. But the NBA goes nuts defending Jacob Blake, basically a criminal, and then you have a situation going on where China is literally stripping people's rights, murdering people, doing horrendous things. The NBA is silent on that issue. Again, 
we live in between coronavirus, BLM, all the other things that are going on, we we stand for, for some reason, our society stands for hypocrisy and inconsistency. It's absurd. It's like the coronavirus. Like Andrew Cuomo of New York State, right? Like, oh, let's just start opening up restaurants at 10 o'clock on Valentine's Day or, or keeping them open until 10. Well, what's the difference between Valentine's Day and two weeks ago? Well, the numbers weren't different with corona in New York State, Right? People come at the state of Florida. Oh my God, Miami Beach is out of control. Ron DeSantis is a terrible governor. Everything's open. I can't believe that. Well, A, most of the people are spending time, hello, outside where it's completely safe. And B, their numbers are better than New York State since the start of this thing. And they've been completely open. They have 15,000 people in Disney World. They really do. Every single day. And no one's getting corona. But that's not reported. It's just reported that people are all out on a beach and voila, right? That's part of our inconsistent world. Same goes for the NBA. Same goes for players just decide when to defend a movement, right? LeBron is the spokesperson. Well, no thanks. You know, no thanks. I don't want LeBron as the spokesperson. I'll take Steph Curry a little bit better, sure. Or how about the commissioner? You know, I get it. LeBron's a face of the league still. Most popular player, probably. Most hated player. He's got kind of a polarizing image and all the rest. Okay. But, like, he doesn't make any sense. <laughs> the inconsistency, the hypocrisy in the NBA. That's another thing I don't like. The load management I don't like. Skipping practices and games and deciding not to go on road trips and players creating dynasties themselves. The league, the product, you can't hand check, you can't touch anybody. Guys take plays off. Where's the defense? I mean, there's three quick passes and there's no one around sometimes with three-point shots open. I just don't, the style, the product, everything in between, and, and ratings, I mean, I know NBA people will just kind of stop watching because they also got too political the last several months. So that's why I don't watch the NBA. Period, end of discussion. Folks, let me tell you about our friends from Manscaped. I mean, you want to talk about a terrific product. Well, this tournament season, take care of your hair and holes with the best tools for the job. We're talking about our sponsors from Manscaped, the global leaders in male grooming from head to toe. When the clock winds down in March, be clutch. Avoid the upset with the Manscaped performance package to keep all your hairs and holes tamed. Start taking care of your man parts today. 20% off and free shipping. Unbelievable. All you have to go uh, do is go to manscaped.com and use the code BRAWL for our exclusive offer. 20% off and free shipping by going to manscaped.com. Use code BRAWL for our exclusive offer. Make sure you do it. Your bracket isn't supposed to be perfect, but with the Manscaped Performance Package, you can be confident that your nose, ear, and ball pubes are. Manscaped. Get there. Manscaped.com. ML Sports Platter all over the major platforms like Spotify, Deezer, Stitcher, you name it, CastBox, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music. Go ahead and download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. Really appreciate everybody listening to the program. A little... Uh, Talk with Rod Bloom, little Cleveland Browns, AFC North, some offseason stuff, and got into telling you why I cannot stand the NBA. At me. Hit me with why you love the NBA. Maybe I'll talk about it on a future podcast. The ML Sports Platter. 
brought to you by Bryant and Stratton College and Stanley Law Offices. Hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports at Network Brawl on Twitter as well. This podcast and the Bills Brawl, which I host one or two episodes a week as well, all a part of the Brawl Network and uh, having so much fun doing it, getting great guests on. And you can also find my ML Sports Takes and 9 Minute with Mike Lindsley videos all over YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, IGTV. Make sure you subscribe and follow to all those platforms as well. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments. Where bold moves require confident blueprints. Where you can accelerate transformation through consistency. Where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at SAIC.com cloud. Welcome back to Holiday Hits Radio. This next song goes out to a special trio, TJ Maxx, Marshalls, and HomeGoods. Kate from Utah didn't know holiday magic was real until she met you. From your always stocked gifts to your countless locations and great prices, you're making our holiday dreams come true. Let's hear that song. Visit TJ Maxx, Marshalls, and HomeGoods for endless selection and great prices all season long. The lines are lighting up. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.